American songwriter, we have the opportunity to talk to Sebastian and Victor of Jubal over Zoom video. Sebastian and Victor were both born and raised in the same town. They met later in life, though. Uh, actually, Victor was into dance music, was always DJing some clubs around town. Sebastian got into music when he saw somebody using Fruity Loops. He thought they were playing like a video game. And he's like, what, you know, what's going on here? And the person told him, like, oh, this is this program, Fruity Loops. You can make music on it. Uh, he was, like, the only other kid in his school that knew how to use the program. So he got really, really into it. I believe Victor's girlfriend or somebody heard one of the songs Sebastian was doing. And they linked up, started writing music together, put a song out that just went massive. This was, like, in 2013. They were touring heavily. But it slowly kind of dropped off. They weren't able to catch that fire again until they formed Jubal. And they talk about the success of Dancing in the Moonlight. They talk about their new records coming out. Got a couple EPs on the way. And their latest release, Weekend Vibe. You can watch our interview with Sebastian and Victor of Jubal. Sebastian is hanging out in his car. I believe Victor's in their studio. It's up now on our YouTube channel and Facebook page. It would be rad if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, like us on Facebook at Bringing It Backwards and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Jubal. All good. Nice. All good. Nice, Thank nice, you guys nice. so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, of course. It's all about you guys and your journey in music. That's what our podcast is about. Um, and we'll, yeah, talk about, how do I pronounce it? Is it Jubel? Sounds perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it or is it totally wrong? <laughs> no, but it, it's different from country to country, I guess. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah. how, how we pronounce it. So it's perfect. Oh, perfect. It switches. All right. But I said it in, in the correct tongue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jubel. Okay. Jubal. All right. Right on, guys. So uh, from Sweden, both of you are from around the same area or where were you born and raised? Yeah, we're born and raised in the same city called uh, Halmstad. It's on the west coast of Sweden. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm down here at, right now. Oh, you Looking are? At it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking at it. <laughs> where are you at, uh, Victor? Anywhere? Are you similar area or no? I'm in Stockholm. We both live in Stockholm. We moved here two years ago now. Okay. And Sebastian went back home for some Easter celebrations. Ah, how is your guys Easter, by the way? It's good. Very chill. It's great. Good. How far is that from 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 uh, Stockholm? Fairly it's close uh, 500 kilometers. So about five hours in the car. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's yeah. kind of a drive there. Um, yeah. Well, in a, in a homestead, were you guys did I mean how I'm not sure how big the the town is. Did you guys go to the same school at all, or did you know each other prior to to starting the group? Uh, actually, actually, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah, it, it's a bit uh, of uh, Victor is four years older than me, so uh, uh, we we met uh, through music. Oh, okay. Uh, when I w I was going to uh, is it college or? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Maybe after, like grade, or maybe not high school. Maybe yeah, high school ends in grade twelve here. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know what it is, but yeah. But then some some sort of school. Yeah, we met somewhere there, around there. Yeah, right, right on. Well, let's start with with you, Sebastian. So we're born and raised in Holmes, Halstom. That's 
<laughs> How did you get into music? Uh, actually, it was I. I, I mean, I, I always been in interested in music, but uh, I was at a like a lawn party where people set up their computers and they play for like three days. And there was a guy uh, producing music, and I I've never seen it that you can make music on uh, a computer. So I actually asked him i was like what game are you playing <laughs> and he was like i'm actually making music uh, and i was like okay and then he showed me and uh, when i got home i downloaded the the program it's actually the same program i use today called fruity loops oh you still and, use um, fruity loops that's dope yeah wow basics Yes, that is then I amazing. Do they up, do like, they like update that at all, or is it still the same yeah, version? I mean, okay. a lot of like great producers still use it. That's amazing. And um, yeah, it was like one guy in my school who knew the the program, so uh, we hanged out, and he like showed me how to use it, and then I just grinded every day, make made beats that sounded pretty shitty. <laughs> but uh, one one beat came through and uh, Victor heard it or your girlfriend heard it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we got in contact and uh, we met up and then we've made music together ever since. Wow. That's incredible. So no yeah. like piano lessons as a kid, no like guitar. It was just straight to Fruity Loops and, and yeah. witnessing somebody else using it. Wow. That's, in, that's incredible. Yeah. That's you- the... That's a great part, like the great thing of it, that everyone can create if they can, like, if you can think music, you can print it out or like paint, paint notes in the program, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. That is really amazing. How about you, Victor? How did you get into music? Uh, well, I guess it's kind of the same story. I've always been interested in music and listened to it a lot. Grew up in a home where my parents like introduced me to like lots of music my mom was a dance teacher you know creative ish yeah Uh so uh, eventually when i got older i bought a guitar and uh, just fooled around and um, when i was like 18 i got into the club scene uh, hosted a few parties and started to dj and that's like where my eyes opened up for like electronic music and uh, eventually i met up with sebastian and we started making music together so it's yeah that's like the short story <laughs> when you're how'd you get into like cut your teeth into the the clubs were you just spinning like a specific genre and like learning to mix like how, yeah, how did so you how do you even get in, both, involved yeah. in that yeah we both were very into like electronic music that's like where we come from and uh Hamstead is a very small city we had like one club and i get to know the owner uh, and I like convinced him I was a great DJ. I wasn't. <laughs> so uh, fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And um, eventually, I got to play there. Uh, actually, together with Sebastian as well, while he was a minor, and he got kicked out middle of the set. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun story. I want to hear that uh, story. Yeah, our first like official uh, gig <laughs> together. Uh, this guy hooked us up on the on the local club in Hamstad, and uh, like thirty minutes in the set, someone told the guard that Sebastian was like a minor, and they kicked him out. <laughs> Somebody Asshole. ratted him out. Oh man! Yeah. How it was, did they know? Was actually, do you know who ratted other, you out? 
yeah, the resident DJ. Except he <laughs> didn't was like, fuck you, I'm going to play here. Oh, he's jealous. Yeah. Wow. He knew that you guys were going to get bigger than him. <laughs> Probably. Probably. But, oh, but, but, but that's the time I, uh, I had a company. I used to sell watches, like just like accessory watches. No, uh-huh. no good watches, but, you know, like colorful things. Yeah. And uh, we sponsored a lot of events and I met a lot of DJs and made my connections. I knew that I wanted to work in the business, but I didn't really know if I was going to be a DJ or manager or whatever. I just wanted to be in that culture. Uh, so uh, like with my connections and Sebastian's producing skills, we like things moved on pretty quickly. We met in 2012 and we had our first release in 2013. Mm-hmm. And by that year, we also... Uh, uh, played at uh, a festival here in Sweden called Summerburst, which wow. is the biggest electronic festival in Scandinavia, I think. Yeah. So from wow. just sitting in the basement and like hardly not knowing what what we were making and uh, standing on stage in front of like thirty thousand people, <laughs> that journey took only one year. So uh, I mean, crazy. a lot of dedication and uh, good connections and uh, hard work. Sure, that was yeah. like our breakthrough. Wow. Also, that also the first single that we we released uh, sold platinum, and it it was written by Nuni Bao, who is like uh, the biggest songwriter in Sweden. And our manager met her on a, like a coffee shop, and he had like issues with his uh, registrations of songs, and he was like, "Can you help me?" And they started talking, and she was like, "I'm also into songwriting," and that was her first single as well. So. So That's her first signal and your guys, you guys collaborated on this song and it went platinum. Yeah. And yeah. it was like her first, it was her first uh, single like songwriter and it was yeah, our exactly. first song as a, uh, like an artist project. Wow. Talk about a validating moment, right? It's like, well, yeah. this is something. <laughs> mm-hmm. At that point, were you like working like for you? I know uh, you were talking, Victor, you had a, a watch company, but what about you, Sebastian? Were you working like, some job at this point and you're like well now i have a platinum record so psh, yep. i'm out <laughs> actually i i jumped out of school uh when uh, me and victor started uh, producing music because i was like okay we went on trips to stockholm yeah we went to trips like every other week uh together with our manager who lived there and he like set up studios for us to to work in and he he guided us how to produce and such and uh, my teacher didn't allow me to skip school that much. So me and my mom was like, okay, if, if it's, it's now or never. So I jumped out of school like one year or two years before graduation. So, uh, I've never had a job or I, I've never finished school because, uh, <laughs> after, after this single, we were on like tour for like four years or five years. Oh, uh, and, wow. um, just from shows to shows, and it was like mostly Sweden, but it's it, we managed uh, it, to survive, like economically. Yeah, I managed to survive. Right. But it was like we started off on the on the top, and then it just like it was it was going down downhill from there for like yeah five years. But we kept going, and then and mm. yeah, one one thing to mention about this is like we started off in the in the EDM slash club. Mm-hmm. scene we had a project called Galavant uh, as Sebastian mentioned we like started off with the biggest festival and then 
the scene got colder and you know people don't want to pay so much for like upcoming acts to come play their clubs and such so mm. Ubel is actually like a creation of us like we have to move on from that kind of music and we want to do something else because we've been touring as Sebastian said for many years and like visited all the clubs here in Sweden so oh yeah. okay then I we was wondering because yeah you were talking about uh, a song that came out in 2013 and I was looking I'm just you know off your you know website and, and Spotify and stuff and I didn't see the song so I was kind of curious with with where that platinum record came I would think that that would be on there but if it's a, it was under a different name and, and everything yeah Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So basically. Mm. Okay. So yeah. So it was under a different name, and then at the, then yeah. you said it kind of, it was it was harder and harder to get in the clubs if you weren't a bigger bigger name, I guess. So over the course of the years, I mean, you said five years before it started picking back up again, or before you mm. started Jubilee, or and like how what happened where you with the name change and how that all did that all kind of um come together mm. it's like yeah from, we, we from had the first we like mm. thought about yeah sure you, you can you can okay <laughs> so first we, it was like just an idea we wanted to make uh, other kind of music i guess and uh, we figured uh, sebastian could sing so we should use that so uh, we just like from the studio and we made our first single and released it like uh, independently on a, yeah, like a desktop project actually didn't have any plan about it. And that single went quite good. So we uh -huh. put another one out and we got a, an offer, a record label wanted to work with us. And by then we were like, okay, this is actually working. People uh -huh. like this kind of music and we do as well. It's super funny to make something else and just EDM. Mm -hmm. So uh, from that point, uh, things happened really, really quickly. This was like back in 2018. And that's mm -hmm. where we like released Dancing in the Moonlight as well, which got mm -hmm. huge quite fast. So <laughs> oh, yeah, just, things just <laughs> happened. We didn't have any plan or like, you know, like any goals or whatever. Mm. We didn't know that we wanted to do something else. So that's why we created Jubal. So, yeah, sure. So Sebastian was like, are you talking about home? Is that the first thing that the guys put out together as Jubal? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. with that song, was it, was it like, like, had you ever sang on a track before Sebastian or was that something like totally new to you? Like, tell me about uh, that. I mean, we bought, we bought a microphone uh, a couple of years ago because uh, we realized that it was hard to get songwriters to get to, to get to sing on your tracks. And um, we didn't have a publisher back then and it, it, things were hard. So we bought a microphone and uh, I just tried to sing and uh, I didn't know that I could sing or it just like, it sounded shit in the beginning and it developed. And uh, we went on a camp in Berlin uh, uh -huh. for like a DJ, DJ called Alan Farben. And then um, the home song we wrote there and uh, they didn't, they didn't want it so we we released it ourselves with my voice uh, just to get it out and um uh, as victor said it was supposed to be a, a desktop project but since people wanted to work around the around the project they wanted us to be in front of the project and uh, that that so like singing on songs came naturally and uh, 
now I do it all all the time, and we mm-hmm. like we write songs and uh, for other people as well. So the singing is pretty natural now, I'd say. That's nice. That's really cool. Um, did you uh, like? Was that first song home? You said you guys got attention from a record label. Is that when you were offered and signed to Warner Music, or was it no. a different label prior to that? Like first, the, the home song we released ourselves, and then uh-huh. uh, it got a bit of traction, and uh, we signed with a label called Amuse in Sweden, and we released okay. a song called Breakup Song, mm-hmm. followed up by our other song called Illusion, and the Illusion went pretty well. It was on like a, um, it was on like the H and M playlist, so it got played in uh, wow in in the UK, and like H and M clothing. Like the yeah. fashion clothes? Okay. They had it on like a playlist there. So uh, one A&R from the record label, Good Soldier, heard it when he was in the store. And he was like, okay, I like the song. So he shazammed it. And then uh, he contacted us and said like, okay, I'm coming to Sweden. I heard your song. Do you want to meet up and uh, play up, play me some songs? Uh-huh. So, uh, so we did that. And he came to the studio and we showed him like, we, we had a few songs on the, on the table uh and he was like okay and we, we, we was like okay we have one more song and then we showed him the dancing in the moonlight song uh and then i was singing on it because it, it was just a fun that song was like we did it for fun in the studio and it it just lied there on the on the desktop we didn't we didn't have any plans on releasing it and he was like okay this is a song i want to release like i don't want the other songs i just want one <laughs> Give me just one off deal, I can make the song huge. Uh, and it was like, okay, uh, we don't care. And uh, we actually <laughs> changed, changed my vocal to a, a girl vocal uh-huh. because we were like, okay, we need it needs to stand out from the original. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And back then, we ex- like Victor said, we didn't have any plans on artistry or anything. So for us, it was all about the song. And, sure. Uh, and then uh, 300 million streams later, yeah. <laughs> I obviously, the guy knew what he was, he heard yeah. something there. I mean, that's incredible. And I do love yeah. the version. I was going to ask how you, how you got her on, on the record because she sings on an acoustic version of mm. illusion, which is another, it's, it's an incredible song. And it's interesting for an electronic group to kind of go acoustic. What was the, the thought process there? Actually, that uh, song is, isn't acoustic. We have uh, it's too, maybe you there is there's an acoustic a, version. There's an acoustic version. Very, I've heard yeah, the, like the regular okay. version, but there's an acoustic version of the song, right? Yeah, absolutely. But but uh, it's it, the original song is uh, in um, duet by me and uh, Naomi. So right. uh, so when we released uh, Dancing in the Moonlight, she was like she was the only girl we knew, and we love her voice. So <laughs> I was like. Could you like try it, sing on this, and uh, we might we're gonna release it with an English label? And she was like, oh. "Yeah, for sure." So we knew her, and uh, yeah. So that's kind of how that happened. Yeah, yeah and re- that's how re- that re- Like regarding the acoustic versions, that's just like a progress for us to because we wanted to try to be more organic driven and just fool around with guitars and like piano and. Yeah, so that's for now. That's like became the core of Tubal. We try always try to like include organic elements. Yeah, I love that. We so, barely uh, we barely use any like synthesis. Uh, we we use analog synths, but like 
we've switched up our whole like production style. We always like it's it's ninety percent original or organic stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, the I rest. I think is that's different. just like uh, from making like EDM for so many years. Everything was supposed to sound like uh, something that's like was short charting or so sure like, yeah so we just wanted to like try to develop our like musical side or, or yeah just yeah just kind of branch out i love it exactly well so talk to me about you guys are obviously you know you're doing electronic music you're djing clubs and that's kind of a big piece of what you do i would assume right like playing live in front of, of in front of people and then come 2020, the whole entire world shuts down. Where were you guys when when the coronavirus hit, how that affected you? And then you guys put out a record called uh, Straw Town in 2020. And what was, you know, was that a hard decision to make? Yeah, so, so we didn't have the chance to play like really like we just did a few gigs here since here in sweden before the coronavirus happened okay but by then uh, dancing in the moonlight like really exploded and uh, we were planning like a, a european tour so that's kind of sad but with that said we sure. still wanted to release music and just wanted to like keep the yeah the 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 band like growing Going. through the music Was yeah. it, were the were so, those songs that you had written prior to coronavirus happening and was there ever a thought like, okay, we have these records, like, do we save them because we want to still ride the wave of dancing in the moonlight when the tours can happen or whatever? Or was it just, we should get these music out to the, to the, to the world? Yeah, it, it was so new for everyone with the coronavirus. So we didn't, we, we had a, plenty of meetings with our label and decided how to, how to, how to play it right. But um, it was, pretty easy for us to uh, decide that we're going to keep releasing music because um, I mean it, it's the Dancing in Moonlight it started blowing like two years after so mm-hmm. we, ha- we hadn't put out any music for quite a while so like Victor said it was important for us to keep it growing rather than like having songs to tour on and just kind of stopping uh, yeah yeah Interesting. Okay. And then you guys had a song that like blew up in TikTok too, right? In 2020. Yeah, we actually been quite fortunate. Like people are getting creative with our songs. Um, Is that kind of cool to see? Yeah, I don't really know the stats, but uh, I've seen them (laughs) and it's amazing, of course. Were you guys like involved with that app at all? Because I know that's an app. Like I personally don't have it. My my son does and he he loves Mm -hmm. it and that's all he does. I mean, like every time I look at him, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, scrolling through TikTok. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I know it's an app that a lot of people downloaded kind of in the beginning of, of this whole lockdown and it really blew up there. Like, yeah. was this something that, or is it something that you guys follow and watch at all? Or did you have the app and was it cool to see people using your like sound bites to do different like dance things and, 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 and all that happens on TikTok. Yeah, we I mean, have uh, the yeah. oh. go sure. go ahead, Sebastian. You're the TikTok. Okay, uh, <laughs> the TikTok yeah, I mean, master. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to to get a hang of the the whole TikTok thing. Uh, we we tried to do some together, but 
it just it didn't came it, it or still it doesn't come naturally for us. We've tried it, but we we barely do it. And if we do it, it's like we we're playing covers of other songs or own songs in an acoustic way, because that's ah. that's fun for us, and we we don't have to put up a yeah a character. And um, but I mean, when the I, I I to be honest, I don't I haven't seen like the the big wave on TikTok for our music because I never, I never use the app. So I just get the <laughs> statistics from like labels yeah. and uh, for management. That's funny. <laughs> I wish that we, I wish that we actually enjoy the app and we use it because it's a great platform for music to, to explode. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, yeah, it's like creating the wheel. It's too hard. Yeah. We make right. the music and other people that's great on TikTok can use it to yeah. create their like dances and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, amazing. Amazing. that's amazing. It is. I mean, it's crazy how these artists are just coming out of TikTok. Like, yes. you know, it started kind of with Lil Nas X and blew yeah. up from there. But like, I mean, obviously you guys had millions upon millions of streams prior to TikTok even being a thing. So the fact that people are using your soundbite is a bit different, mm. I think. For you, as opposed to a, an artist that kind of emerges out of TikTok, exactly. you already yeah, had exactly. a career, and it's like, wow, that's rad. People are are utilizing our sound mm. in the app, but I mean, mm. it's not like it. I'm sure it helped your streaming and your numbers, and I'm sure it's super dope to see that. But it's not like you know, Dancing in the Moonlight didn't have 200 plus million streams already on Spotify, <laughs> which is yeah, yeah exactly. itself. So, I mean, you guys recently put out uh, Weekend Vibe, too. That was the most recent song. Yeah. Talk to me about that song. That song, um, it's, it's, it's very special for us because we think that the sound of Jubal took a new place and uh, we, we like experimented with a lot of different sounds and genres together with ours our sound and um i think it's an um uh, yeah exciting song for like listeners because it's 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 take you to through a journey and uh, the song is all about like live for the weekend and uh, don't think about monday to thursday whatever Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah just just a happy song and i think people need that that kind of vibe in these times Um, or whenever i mean this this song is pretty uh universal so um and and yeah it started off like us playing it but on the guitar like 10 minutes when we were about to go out of the studio and uh, we came up with this riff and we just started mumbling like we always do Someone picks up the guitar, the other one sings or whatever. And um, the melody just came out and we stayed in the studio just to make a draft real quick. And uh, we sent it to our team. And because um, uh, when we create music, we often do it with uh, me, Victor and David and another Victor. They they are like behind the, behind the project and uh, they... One of David was like, okay, the, I I like the the idea of the song, but it can be the the production could be 
a little more better. So we went back to the studio and made made it sound really big mm-hmm. in the like sound shaping and um, then we showed it to our label and they were like sending videos of them standing on the table and just dancing and they were like oh we fucking love this song or, <laughs> and we were like okay uh, maybe we created a monster we don't know sure uh it's it's a happy feeling when you when that happens and um yeah so so the song for us is very special and it, it, it took it, it guided us in a in another direction that i think is very inspiring mm-hmm. I'll, i'll say man i mean it's already been remixed what like three different times <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's pretty incredible to put out a, a record in 2021 and we're only four months in and you've already had a handful of people already remixing the song that must say something about it you know what i mean yeah actually i i don't know if you can say it yet but i think i can i think there's coming a like an indian how do you say indian remix really india yeah. india remix yeah, yeah punjabi of a, of a huge they they're gonna like do a real video of it dance dance video and such so that's really exciting that it is exciting pretty, pretty fun that is awesome and i'm sure you guys have um other songs in the in the pike ready to come out as well yeah like the whole corona situation as we because we create everything ourselves we write everything we produce everything so it just gave oh, us time to create a lot of a lot of music so we're like we're like two albums in or whatever we created so much music oh, and um are you here victor yeah. are you for us too no i'm here i'm here oh okay yeah. oh you cut out sebastian you said it with the whole corona thing and then it went like Okay. Yeah, and then uh, so we just been creating so much music because uh, we we haven't been touring or anything. So we're like we've done so much music. And is there like an EP or are you guys just going to kind of just keep putting out songs and singles or we're going to put out EPs for now. Like we have two EPs this year. Uh one coming out in May, I think, and then the other one in uh, like August or October or something. September maybe. Amazing. Uh, Hopefully by then you'd be able to tour it. I mean they're saying yeah. at least here in the states there people are booking shows and tours. I mean there's like big festivals happening yeah. in like October, September. So they they think that uh, we're going to be able to tour in uh, yeah, like like you said, October maybe, September, yeah. October. That's that be amazing. Yeah, cuz I know Bonnaroo here in Tennessee is 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 supposed to happen in like September 1st and uh they and they announced outside lands in San Francisco which is is happening in the end, like around Halloween weekend. So mm. I mean that sounds pretty pretty promising if they're going to get together, yeah. you know, that's almost good 100, news. 100,000 people, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's good news. Yeah, Let's that is break with that. <clears throat> Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for for hanging out with me today and chatting. I really thank appreciate it. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, yeah. I got one more question for you both. Um, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? For an aspiring Just, artist, like another artist, or like somebody upcoming. that, like you know, they're sitting in their bedroom. Like, how do, how do I become, you know, Jubal? Like, Jubal. How do, how do, yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to have two hundred million streams on my song. Like. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Okay, I have a good advice like like for our journey we started we were lucky in the beginning but then after that we went downhill and I think the key is to just 
keep going, keep producing or writing songs that you like. You don't have to listen to whatever what other people think. Just do what you like and uh, keep doing it as long as you think it's fun because eventually it's going to happen if it's great enough. I love yeah, that. and besides that, have fun making music. It's supposed to be fun. Mm. When it's not fun, it's not good. Uh, yeah. That's like the whole agenda of Jubal. We always try to have fun in the studio and not like try to think too much. Just do what feels good and eventually yeah. things will start moving. Bring it in backwards. 